comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. We're going to throw bombs into the tornadoes. It's too dangerous. Too many of them. We're going to need a bigger chopper. Claudia, ah! move! It's time to leave Kansas, mate. Episode 331. The move of the Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. On tonight's episode, Iron Zeering finally jumps the shark. So just to reiterate to you guys, yeah, my two biggest fears are tornadoes and sharks. But anyway, so Brad, you were going to tell me about something you saw the other day. It was a good thing you didn't turn the TV on last night then. Why? What happened? By the way, Bill, you spoiled the joke that I had been dying to use. Let's start over. No, that's fine. That's fine. No, that's fine. I'm glad if anybody was going to spoil a joke I was going to use, I'm glad it was you. You're you're very kind. Um. Except I was going to use Tara Reed instead of Ian Ziering, but either no. way, it works fine either way. <laughs> I think the the whole the whole joke that uh, Ian Ziering had not jumped the shark before now. You know, yeah. there, there's your joke right there. Episode so, three thirty one. So, so call in, listeners. You got about forty five minutes left before we uh, leave the airwaves. So uh, go ahead and call in now. Let us know what you think of my Ian Ziering line, and let us know if it's Ian or Ian. It is uh, Ian, I believe. It's Ian. No. And it's Cameo, not Cameo. <sighs> okay. Last night. Let me do that again. My internet's down. <sighs> Mine's working fine. Free cell. My Wi Fi signal was off. Okay. Yeah, the Wi Fi has been. You guys are Wi Fi's been in and out once or twice a day yeah. already. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> you guys are familiar with the Sci-Fi Channel, right? Yeah, they they changed their name from S-C-I-F-I to S-Y-F-Y. See, right. I like. I remember the Sci-Fi Channel. I like the Sci-Fi Channel. I would stay in on Friday nights sometimes to watch the Sci-Fi Channel. The Sci-Fi Channel had some golden years, and these, ladies and gentlemen, are not it. They used to have uh, back when I was first married. Actually, halfway through my marriage, there was a a show. On the Sci-Fi Channel called Scare Tactics. Yeah, yeah, I loved that show. I thought it was great. Yeah, you know they. Uh, I don't know if they're still doing it. Uh, you know, Tracy Morgan was the host of it for a while. Um, Scare Tactics. I think when it came back, really, it came back a year or so ago, and Tracy Morgan was the uh, the host of it. Oh, the guy that was the host. Liz of it, Lemon. <laughs> the guy that was the host of it when I saw it was the guy who was. Um, he was on the PS3 commercials. Um. A couple okay. years ago, about he had like blonde hair and big eyes, and um, <laughs> I, know, I know I know you're talking about because I've seen I, I've seen one or two episodes of Scare Tactics. Yeah. Anyway, he was the host. But now, back in the day, there there was a golden moment where it had uh, uh, you could sit down in a, on a Friday evening and for three straight hours you had the Invisible Man, underrated, Farscape, 
best show ever and Lex weirdest show ever. Yeah. Um, but that was back when they, uh, they, they really, they really pounded home the sci-fi and that was long before they uh, started putting, um, uh, wrestling on, uh, <clears throat> Tuesday nights or Monday night or as I have never figured that one out. They've, uh, They've recently gotten into the uh, original movie thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're big on sharks. <laughs> but here's some of the other um, movies they've done were um, Zombie Apocalypse, Mega Python versus Gatoroid, mm -hmm. Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pegasus versus Chimera. Yes. Malibu Shark Attack. Shark. Octopus. I think it's Chimera. <laughs> yeah, Sharktopus. I was okay. You stole my thunder. I, I was waiting for an opening so I could, I could insert a um, yeah, Sharktopus. Flying monkeys. Well, that's uh, Chupacabra versus the Alamo. That's sweet. No way. I would see that. <clears throat> what that about this good. one? Arachnoquake <laughs> and Piranaconda. There's yes. clearly some patterns emerging here. In that same vein, their latest mm -hmm. movie, Sharknado. Yes, yes. A tornado made of sharks. <laughs> yes. It came on. I almost thought, and I saw that, yeah. and I said, there is no way that I am not going to watch that movie. I'm uh, currently in development myself on uh, something I'm trying to do for a sci-fi channel. It's uh, it's called Dognami. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so it's a tidal wave that's composed of dogs. Frank has used yeah. the term, it's so bad it's good, to describe movies like the Netflix movie. Iron Sky. Iron Sky. Yeah. And I've never really quite understood that concept until last yeah. night. Until last night, I've never seen a movie that was so bad it's good. I, I can't think of anything that's so bad it's good off the top of my head. Maybe uh, maybe the 1966 uh, Batman movie. Or maybe yeah. the Batman TV show. Yeah. It, 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 it has to do... But that was camp. Production yeah. level has to be low, but gusto has to be high. They have to be thinking <laughs> that they're doing the greatest movie ever made. That's what makes... That's so bad it's good. Well, watching this movie last night. So they're they're far too earnest about it then, huh? Mm -hmm. Ian Ziering, his performance in this movie was like you could tell that he just he really believed in this movie. I mean it <laughs> so was he was chewing up some screen time, huh? Yeah, but it, I didn't roll my eyes once when I was watching this guy. Now watching some of the other actors and Tara Reed, obviously, I was like, "Ugh, this is so bad." But whenever Ian Ziering was on the screen, I was riveted. Do you have any uh, slips out of Tara Reed? No. Yeah, that's probably good. And John Hurd is a well-known actor. Yes. If you saw his face, you'd go, "I know that guy." Yeah. Well, he He's was um, he was in uh, one of my favorite weird movies, uh, Body Double. Yeah. Uh, it was by uh, Brian De Palma. He's in this movie. Well, he's in half this movie. <laughs> oh no! All of him. Or, or you in, mean? Do you mean half of him is in no, this movie? All. I just wanted to clarify. All of him <laughs> is in half of this movie. Well, okay. Okay. So all of him is in the movie. Then half of him is in a shark. A short <laughs> segment of the movie. Right. And then none of him is in the remainder of the movie. This is accurate. Right. This is an accurate description. <laughs> so here's the deal. Sharknado. They're on the coast. Of, they're in Beverly Hills. Isn't Beverly? I'm not familiar with California that much. Isn't it Beverly Hills? Like right there in, near the sure. Hollywood yeah, sign. We'll say that. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Let's go. So with that. Ian Ziering owns a bar on the coast, and he works in the bar with this um, younger girl. Turns out he's divorced. He's got two children, and anyway, this monster storm is washing in mm -hmm. to the coast 
and I didn't see the first 15 minutes of it, uh, but I ended up watching it um, later in kind of fast forward mode. So I didn't hear any details. And the thing I'm curious about is why were all these sharks, you know, here in the first place? But the point is, there they, was a bunch of sharks. There was a perfectly good um, explanation for this. Yes. Scientific reason. It wouldn't surprise sure. me yeah. if they never explained that, but there was a, an awful lot of sharks. There was a, a vast, like, an overabundance of sharks in the ocean at this point. Yes. Anyway, so. By the way, uh, uh, Los Angeles proper is about uh, 10 miles in from the coastline, and Beverly Hills is uh, roughly halfway between downtown Los Angeles and uh, uh, Santa Monica, which is on the coast. Okay. So it's about five miles from the water. So this is like the worst storm ever. The The waves are rising, the water level's rising, and before you know it, water is spilling into the city, just dumping sharks everywhere <laughs> into the city. Gosh, it's so, so sad. So people are driving through the streets, which are flooded with the sharks swimming by them and stuff. So this uh, Ian Ziering, I'm trying to find him in the uh, list here so I can call him by his name. Finn, F-I-N. <laughs> Finn? Finn is his name. And by so the way, I'll just jump to, to the end. You know, at the end of movies, sometimes you'll see like Fiend or Finis or uh -huh. whatever, yes. whatever language, yeah. Italian Fien. or whatever. Yeah. This one ended with Fiend, F-I-N. Nice. So anyway, okay, that, Finn that makes sense. Uh, decides he's got to go get his daughter <laughs> and, and his son and, and protect them. And his daughter's with his ex-wife, Tara Reid. Okay. So anyway, it's, it's all about, this whole movie is about him getting his family and trying to get to safety. Well, pretty soon the weather just gets ridiculous, and before you know it, there are water spouts forming, which are tornadoes over the water well, that is in ridiculous. the ocean. Yeah, and there's a million sharks in the tornadoes. Just these are so powerful. These tornadoes are so powerful that they're just sucking sharks out of the water. <clears throat> and there's a scene where the two of them are. Or Tara Reed and Ian Ziering are looking out over the ocean, and it cuts to the the CG tornadoes with the CG sharks in it, and it cuts back to her, and she goes, "Are those sharks?" <laughs> it's just like the dumbest. <laughs> like now, how how were the, how was the CG? The CG was bad. Yeah, I good. mean, it was bad. That's awesome. Yeah, it was bad, bad. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's probably <laughs> it's probably better than I could have done, you know, with me and my After Effects, but. It was pretty bad. You know, it's it's sci-fi channel level bad. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> a couple of the great scenes in this movie were... When you say um, great... Um, I'm talking so bad, they're literally? great. Like, okay. I want to buy the Blu-ray. That sounds better. Is that better or worse than so bad it's good? <laughs> so bad it's great. I don't know. Is that worse? Let's see. Is this yes, all it, one it, big double negative to begin with? It, it would have to be... That's a great thing. So so that it's so terrible that it's great. Instead of it's so bad, it's good. It's so terrible, it's great. Okay, yeah, cool. So yeah, it's extremes. All right, so let's start using proper terminology. Okay, then, okay guys. The CG in this movie was okay. so terrible, it was great. Fantastic. That makes me feel good. So, and the scene, some of the most memorable scenes were. Pardon me. There was a scene where, uh, they come upon this bus, stranded. And excuse me. Yeah, sorry about that. I should really shut Facebook when I'm when we're doing our thing. I guess. Resell. 
uh, they come across a bus, and so he he's such a good guy that he has to stop and check to see if anybody's in the bus. Well, the bus is stalled under an overpass, and the the water is rising up just enough that sharks can swim back and forth around the bus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he gets out his, his rappelling gear from his Jeep and they park on the overpass above and he, he rappels down to the bus and there's like 30 kids and a big fat bus driver in there. So they lift all the kids up one at a time. They get the bus driver up and then the, the tornadoes hit the Hollywood sign on the hill, right? Yes. So one by one, the letters come swooping down out of the hills narrowly missing these guys as they're standing on the that overpass. That was a I, Brad was kind enough to show me a couple of highlights yes. or <clears throat> lowlights. And one of those was the scene where they're dodging the Hollywood sign coming yeah. at them. I mean, it's literally they're they're standing there and you know, you can tell it's total CG because they're standing there and then all of a sudden a character will like kind of bend like uh, like Neo in the Matrix movies right. and then you'll see go right by him. You and can then almost another count character the letters. and but all of them do the exact same. They all bend at the waist and kind of twist, you know, right. at the waist <laughs> and the thing goes right by him. It's like they're I don't know, it's like they're trying to, you know, evade uh, tennis balls or something. I mean, it just like, you know, it doesn't seem like they're taking it seriously, frankly. I would I just... love to see the green screen footage of all that. Oh, I know. The um the the letters as they go by, you can almost spell out H O L L Y. Anyway, and then the last letter, the D, you know, uh, doesn't show up or whatever. And the bus driver standing on the um, overpass, and he goes, "Wow, that was crazy." My mom always said Hollywood would kill me. And then here comes the D, and it lands right on him. And then the you know the blood splatter goes everywhere. It's just yes. so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> <clears throat> then his son, his his son is in flight school, and. He's learned how to fly helicopters, luckily. Wow, so, that is fortuitous. Yeah, they get to the helicopter, which just happened the uh, the the flight school, which just happens to be across the street from the best hardware store ever, right? <laughs> so everything they need to create homemade bombs <laughs> is in the hardware store, and the son comes up with a great idea. What we'll do is we'll fly the helicopter up, and we'll throw bombs into the tornado. And that will mm-hmm. dissipate the hot and cold weather fighting that created the tornado in the first cool. so place. Would they have? They have uh, like uh, uh, they had little small range. They they had like like a <laughs> nuclear missile or something, right? I mean, something with an incredible amount of energy, no, right? They had because little... the energy in a tornado yeah. is uh, Phil, amazing. I think, I, I think mean, screenwriters know a little bit more about tornadoes. They made bombs you could be right. out of mm-hmm. uh, like one liter. Propane tanks. Oh, okay. With and on the top, yeah. they they put a. Um, Did they put like an oily rag hanging out the top of it? No, they put they they put a, a like a garden hose faucet yeah. okay. on the top okay. to open the tank. Perfect. And somehow they had a smoke alarm, mm-hmm. like one half of a smoke alarm. Like they took it a half, okay. like an, like you do an Oreo, right? Right. So the yes. are exposed. They yeah. duct tape that to the propane tank. Okay. And then they had a flare taped okay. to the other side and somehow all this to get you push a button in the smoke alarm and you hold it then you light the um first you turn the gas on then you push the button on the thing for three seconds then you light the flare then you throw it and then it explode a few seconds later perfect sense so at this point you've got three shark infested i'm sorry sharknadoes mm-hmm. tearing up the city right and so they 
go and only three. Why didn't they have? They didn't have the budget to do five no. or twelve. No, nope, just three. They wanted to keep it in the realm of realism. Yeah, they had to make it's it weak sauce. They had to make it believable. <laughs> okay. So the right. son and the girl that works with Ian Ziering at the bar go up in the helicopter because he's the only one that can fly it. Yes. And she hates sharks isn't, so much. Isn't her that name? She is not going to let him do this by himself. Oh, okay. Now, okay. I, before you go on with she, the plot, was there a shark with a child? Was there one specific shark that was like a bad guy no. shark that reoccurred? Okay. No, there was like no. the king shark. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, well, I say that now, but just wait. Okay. <laughs> there is a shark you see at least twice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, there's no, there's no um, alpha shark mm-hmm. or nothing like that. So anyway, um, she she hates sharks so much. She's not going to let this kid do it by himself. Somebody's got to fly the helicopter, and somebody's got to throw the bombs. Right. 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 So That's, she goes up. That makes sense. So. Perfect uh, sense. They go up and they successfully kill one shark NATO with a propane bomb. It's awesome. It, she does a thing, pushes the button, lights the thing, throws it, and it just dissipates. Wow. And then it rains sharks. Wow. It just rains sharks on the city. Oh, my god. So gosh. they go to the third, the second one. They're successful with that as well. They go to the third shark NATO, and this it's crazy. I mean, it's a strong one, and it's whipping sharks or flying through the air and stuff. And... There's a shark that comes flying through the air, and it latches itself on the landing strut of the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. And she's carrying the shotgun. She's had the shotgun ever since they left the bar. Um, so she starts pumping buckshot into the top of the shark's head. Mm-hmm. And it's thrashing around, and it makes the helicopter do, go crazy, and it knocks her out. And okay. as she's flying out of the helicopter, yeah. here comes another shark that ends up boom, oh, grabbing her in midair. Oh no! And swallows her whole. Oh! And the guy flying the helicopter is like, "Holy crap! No!" And uh, another shark comes in and, and hits the helicopter and damages it, so he has to make a crash landing. Oh, so there's still gosh. one shark NATO left. Oh no! Yeah. So in the meantime, while they were loading up propane bombs on the helicopters. They also got their SUV loaded up really good with uh, propane bombs as a last resort mm. so they could drive the um, the SUV into the heart of the last tornado yes. to destroy it. And so the dad ends up doing that or attempting to do that. <coughs> he jumps out at the last minute and the... Um, the SUV bomb, uh, the SUV full of bombs goes into the last Sharknado, and it explodes, and it's just sharks raining everywhere, just sharks everywhere. And somehow he drove, like, way far away to get to the tornado, but as soon as he explodes, like, everybody's, like, just right around the corner. So he's able mm-hmm. to run back to them, and he notices this ginormous shark flying through the air at them and he picks up a chainsaw which they got at the great hardware store yeah. okay and fires it up and there's this great shot uh of him holding up the the chainsaw like a sword and the the shark comes in and it slices the shark <laughs> from from head to tail length all the way and just 
Um, that did happen in Pacific Rim, by the way. Yes. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. There was a shot just like that in Pacific Rim. The, 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 yeah, the, but that was with a sword coming yeah. out of a giant robot. This guy did it with a... And it was pretty much awesome. cooler. And then another one comes in, and he grabs the, the thing, the chainsaw, and he puts it up again, and the shark... Actually, he runs and jumps up into the air, and the shark is so big that he just... He's got the chainsaw going, full blast, and he just goes into the shark's mouth. Whoa. And it lands, and it saves... It, it, you know, it... Instead of hitting his family or whatever, he was able to slow the shark down by jumping in it with a thing, with a chainsaw. Okay. So it lands, and they're like, holy crap, dad's dead, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, you see this shark. It's laying there. You see it moving from the inside, and you hear a chainsaw, <laughs> and it starts, Ian Ziering starts chainsawing his way out of the shark. Biggest shark you've seen all show. Awesome. And he's covered in all this fake blood, and all I'm thinking of is, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> he comes out, and he's like drenched in blood, and he, they're like, oh, you're alive. And he throws the chainsaw down. He goes back into the shark. Why is he going back into the shark? I can't figure this out. He reaches in, and he pulls out this body. It's the girl that fell out of the helicopter that the shark grabbed. <laughs> yeah. It just happened to be the same shark. Oh, thank awesome. goodness. She's alive. She's alive. It just oh. swallowed her whole. It didn't bother her to chew her up. How wow. long? How long was she in the tummy? The tummy tum tum. Few minutes, five ten minutes maybe. Okay, seven right. minutes. Okay, well I guess that's good then. That uh, I she was. Because I've always had that issue. There's a. I had the same problem. Um, the the same logical issue with uh, Land of Lost when uh, Will Ferrell was swallowed by Grumpy. And uh, ended up making the trip through Grumpy and emerging yes. at the logical yeah. place. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that had to have taken at least five or six minutes. And as we all know, it takes you five to six minutes uh, without oxygen before your brain starts getting damaged. And, well, there's oxygen and just, in you. Oh, I mean, is there is there like oxygen in, the in, a, in, a, in a shark tummy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they're, they're... So you can big, breathe, luckily. It's a big shark. Right. I'm a, right? It's a giant shark? It was huge. So oh, air my pockets. gosh. Okay. There's air pockets. So was this a mega shark? It might Would have you been. call this a mega shark? I, it was big enough to be a mega shark. I mean, big enough to fight a, uh, a, a monster odds? octopus, right? What are the odds? Okay. The odds are pretty, one, yeah. That the one that's flying in the air towards our hero, Ian Ziering, and he's got the... Yeah. The chainsaw hoisted up like See, Excalibur. Chainsaw's a thing in half, and somehow he misses the Somehow he the, misses the, the girl friend, huh? flying into the shark. He misses the wow. girl completely with the chainsaw. And then chainsaws himself out, goes back into the shark, and pulls her out. That's It was just the wow. greatest. Wow! It was a great... I'd rather watch Sharknado uh -huh. again instead of Man of Steel. <laughs> wow! This is, I'm, that is huh. not said lightly. It's, I um, mean that with all of my heart. Now, did did Tara Reed and uh, the guy get back together? Did her and her ex husband? No. Okay. No, but there is a sequel in in the works. Possibly what I read on the Tara yeah. New, Tara Reed uh, news page on IMDb. You, did you check um, it out on her Instagram feed? Oh, I beg your pardon. It says no official de decision made about the sequel. Oh, For those okay, of you that okay, missed okay. it, the good news is that you can rewatch it Thursday, July the eighteenth. At awesome. seven p.m. Now there was a. Um, it's six days from now. Oh, okay, there, no, there was some. There were some guys at at work today who were talking about how 
awesome the movie was. I just heard him passing. So apparently it was, uh, there were a lot of people who were excited about this movie. Well, can it I? It was uh... so bad that it was great. Okay. <coughs> can I, uh, can I throw a wet blanket on this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I've, I've heard nothing but talk about Sharknado on, in the Twitterverse and from you guys. And apparently at Frank's workplace, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so I know that they're expecting just crazy, huge ratings inspired by this, this impressive viral social marketing campaign by the people. And, uh, Okay, according to the uh, Los Angeles Times, and this is uh, published um, on July 12th, um, which was the day after Sharknado premiered. Uh, are you ready for this headline? Mm -hmm. Okay, you're sitting down, right? Yes. Are you sitting down, Frank? Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right. <sighs> headline is as follows. Sorry, old chum. Sharknado ratings, not fantastic. Ah! <laughs> There's two. Two. Two puns in one. Wow, that's amazing. Um, you know what? I barely made it through that. That surprises me. <laughs> it actually does surprise me. I really figured that they'd get five or ten million viewers and it'd be a massive smash hit and all that. Sharknado. Uh, I know. I didn't watch it. but um, uh, 4.1 on IMDb. No kidding. 4. Out of 10? 1. Yeah, and okay. it, there, there is no... Um, is there no tomato meter? There's no it? tomato no, meter for that. No, come on. It's not even on that. What Wait, says is, here, it not, uh, is it on Rotten Tomatoes? No, it's or, not even on yes, Rotten Tomatoes. It says here that um, uh, sci-fi's made-for-TV movie about a shark-filled tornado striking Los Angeles was an instant sensation on Twitter. But on TV, it seems, an average of 1.4 million viewers tuned in, according to Nielsen. So it's, it's a decent rating, but far from exceptional. Two I years ago, sci-fi drew 2.2 million for shark or for swamp shark i have a feeling so, it'll be one of those things yeah. that will have a long life like yeah. it'll well come back chances are good they will rerun this couple times on sci-fi yeah probably. i i is the blu-ray out yet that's my question no but i'll probably buy it that's seriously and i say that with all sincerity i would buy a blu-ray of shark you don't Nato. look like you're joking i'm not i would totally buy it why aren't you joking <clears throat> because i enjoyed it that much now, how was Tara Reed's performance? Awful. Really? Awful. <laughs> Eye-rolling, eye vomit-inducing. But I'm telling you, Ian Ziering, uh -huh. she's... I believed him. She has... I uh, believed in Finn. Just I, uh, I don't want to break this to all the Tara Reed fans out there, but um, I am pretty safe in saying that she has never had a good acting performance. She has... Even she at her hype... Which was American Pie. American Pie. Well, American Pie and Van Wilder are like the two movies that I think she's noted for the American Pie series. She was also series. in the Big Lebowski. Was she? Yeah. Okay, I don't remember she that. A bit part. Um, but uh, I, I always found it amazing that in American Pie and Van Wilder, which is supposed to be two farcical college romps, or college, whatever, college age, high school, whatever, um, she did not have fun in either one of those movies. She has the, she's stuck on this expression where she's sad about something. It's a lot like, this is a weird thing too, because well, if in Carson Van Wilder. Daly had broken up with you also. Oh be my like gosh. That. You know, <laughs> especially if Carson Daly was on the, uh, um, she's definitely on a money train. I mean, oh boy. There's know, no she... doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, if you've seen that late night show of his, is it still on? 
I'm sure it is. Yeah. You think so? It's it's like it's like super mega late night with Carson Daly. <laughs> and it's on after uh Kimmel. Uh, oh, no, you not know what? Kimmel. I got those two mixed uh, up. I thought Jimmy guy. Kimmel was Carson Daly. No, dude. <laughs> no, dude. Jimmy Kimmel, he was uh he he was uh um doing schlocky things with uh, Sarah Silverman for uh, for many years. Oh wait. Okay. I don't know what he's doing. Now, in now. all seriousness, who does the Capital One commercials Alec with a little baby? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yes, that's okay. okay. He's on Carson Daly's show is on after Jimmy Fallon, which is on okay. after Leno or okay. whoever's doing that time slot nowadays. I don't even know. So yeah, he's the He's the super double late night guy. Um, yeah. And it's uh, last time I saw his show, um, I didn't have a job, so I was able to stay up that late. But his show, he doesn't have a studio or an audience. Um, what he does is he's uh, he does his uh, stand-ups um, on the street, basically, and all his interviews are done, like, in bars, basically. He'll, he'll meet some, you know, he'll meet Ian Ziering at a bar. Ian. Dude, it's Ian. <laughs> I'm telling you. Go to go, I'm telling you. Go Prove to it. YouTube. Huh? Go to YouTube. Find an interview where someone is interviewing That's him, it. and they will. And the reporter will say his name. That's awesome because I was literally trying to figure out how I could uh, how I could prove uh, prove my point to you. A lot of times, I need to go to like I'll come across a product that I have to have voiced, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Okay, that's what I do. Nice. I look for one of their commercials or something. You know what? What? Wikipedia says Ian. Bill, yeah, Bill. I apologize. Yeah, thank you. I, I apologize. I accept your apology. I'm. I'm serious. I apologize. No, I appreciate that, and I honestly uh, accept hmm. that. How did you know this? Um, because he's been a big star for a long time, and I. I remember the first time I heard uh, somebody referring to him as Ian. I remember thinking, "Well, that's not pretentious at all." So it just kind of always stuck with me. You know who he was married to once? No, who? Nikki. Oh. Yeah. So Nikki Shiler Zeering. Yeah, she was what a she was a playmate or something. Yes. Yeah. She T- was uh, t- incredibly beautiful. Okay. Tell me about his filmography because I'm not. Well, he was in quite... Beverly Hills 90210. That's his big deal. Right. Yes. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, that's he's yeah. Okay. Him and Perry. Another another of the coolest guys on the planet, uh, Brian Austin Green. Um, who also uh uh, hooked up uh, way above his uh, pay grade. I'm trying to remember who Brian Austin Green is married to right now, and I really shouldn't even uh, spend uh, one more nanosecond or one more uh, uh, brain cell uh, worrying about it. So you know what? I'm not going to. Finn. His name was Finn. That's awesome. F-I-N. That's just <laughs> so. So find out who the director or the producer was and see what their pedigree is. See what else Ooh, they've good. done. Well, let's uh, let's you check mean this of, out. Um, Either the writer or the Anthony, director or the producer. Anthony Ferrante uh, directed it. You'll love the writer, Thunder Levin. Yes. Thunder. So that's yeah. clearly his given name. Uh, Thunder Levin has written such uh, opuses or opi as. Okay, he wrote. Um, what is the I don't. I don't even. Rem- I don't even know what these things are. Of opus. God, quit spinning, dumb, ding dong computer. Okay. Uh, opuses. Starting in 2008. Opuses. Uh, opi. Opuses. Opuses. Very good. We'll go to opuses. So uh, apparently uh, the first thing he wrote was Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then he wrote uh, V. 
video? It just says video. I don't know what that means. But uh, the next thing he wrote was in 2011. It was called 200 MPH. Clearly stands for miles per hour. And then American Warships. And then AE Apocalypse Earth. Mm-hmm. These are all um, uh, videos, apparently. And then uh, he wrote uh, what is surely to be a... Uh, we, we saw the wrong movie. Because he also wrote Atlantic Rim. Yeah, Asylum... Uh-huh. Is the movie company that did that? They okay. also did the um, Sharknado. Okay, um, I, I can only imagine it has to be a very fun place to work because it's just like I'm sure they come in and goes. All right, guys, we need another another mashup of animals. Yes, and you only have a hundred thousand dollars to make the movie. So okay, hey, this is see gonna, what you can do. This is going to blow your mind a little tiny bit. Uh, Atlantic Rim. Uh, has been released or has not been released or whatever. Um, uh, it is a 2013 production, by the way. And uh, Atlantic Rim, uh, the tagline is uh, Monsters versus Machines. Huh. Is that what's, well, the, what's the name of the production company? Uh, does it say here? Asylum? Asylum, yeah. Okay, so they, I think, with Asylum, they also, there's an. They have a subsidiary or something called Magnet Films, and that's all they do is put out timely movies with timely names. Like when Thor came out, they put out a movie about Thor called like Thor, God of Thunder. Right, but right, it was, right. But yes. just because that's the, uh, uh, I mean, the it, it's a it's it's a myth. So they played on that. And if there's ever something like this, Atlantic Rim. Oh, yeah. So there's a Pacific Rim coming. Okay, we gotta put something out. Look at the trailer, figure out what it's about. All right, make it. Wow, uh, a, uh, a user review on IMDb, uh, Justin Trujillo from Seattle uh, on the 12th of July. Wow, that's today. Um, uh, one out of one people, by the way, found this following review useful. Um, he gives it a one out of ten, and his headline is Steaming Pile of Poopy. Um, it be, I won't read the whole thing, but it, uh, begins spoiler alert. This movie sucks. Um, he obviously, uh, didn't see the right. Yes. Movie. Yes. Um, I think maybe he should have seen uh, Pacific rim, not Atlantic rim. And there's a couple of puns in here, which are not for, uh, children. And, um, um, you know, I don't think the review is any better than the movie here. Um, now, uh, Brad, what would have made uh, uh, Sharknado better? It can't be. <laughs> it, really? ca- it can't wow. be better. It literally cannot be any better than it is. Well, does it um, does it bother you that, that Sharknado so is not uh, is not a you know is not the first time that sci fi has tried the shark thing, right? No, we they, all know this, they did right? Several yeah. shark movies. Well, they um, they start in two thousand eight. And I don't know if this is a complete list, but uh, um, they start out in 2008 with Shark Swarm, where chemical pollutants transform a bunch of normal, easygoing sharks into bloodthirsty monsters terrifying a sleepy bayside town. Uh, this, uh, this movie actually has F. Murray Abraham, Daryl Hammond, or Daryl Hannah, Armand Asante, and... Clearly taking a break from uh, Smallville, John Schneider. Which movie? Shark Swarm. Um, next, in 2009, how about Malibu Shark Attack? You dig that? Um, Peta Wilson, uh, who you've seen, and uh, Warren Christie, I don't know who that is. 
Uh, they play Malibu lifeguards, defending the coastline from a swarm of prehistoric goblin sharks intent on devouring swimmers. Um, so the movie drew predictably bad reviews, but managed to include this immortal line, quote, there was a shark in the parking lot, unquote. Uh, now, it says here those frightened of attacking sharks uh, can watch this trailer uh, for the film a little to fear. A lot of the action is so dim that you might as well have your eyes squeezed shut. And uh, yes, this uh, uh, the shark. Check out the shark, Frank. How awesome is that? See, it has like a uh, cartilage horn kind of thing uh, sticking out almost like a unicorn. <laughs> and then it its teeth are sticking out from its mouth, uh, clearly visible. So so it yes. almost feels like if you, like if someone goes, hey hey, I want you to design a monster. So they go up to their kid. They go, yes. hey, draw a monster shark, and he draws it. You know, like a kid would draw it. And, yeah. and they give it to the computer guy. And goes, okay, make this look right. real. <laughs> make this look make this look totally real. <laughs> so in 2010, um, uh, one year later, they are so sci-fi is so enamored with shark movies that they give us what I personally think is the gold standard of sci-fi original shark movies, Sharktopus. Now, before you poo-poo me pimping Sharktopus to you, I want to let you know that this was Roger Corman produced, okay? Starring Eric Roberts, all right? You good? You're not, you're not good yet? Okay, let me raise the ante a little bit. Eric Roberts stars in this movie as a Dr. Frankenstein-like scientist who must track and destroy his creation, a half-shark, half-octopus, genetically created monster. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. You may come for the name, but you'll stay for the bungee jump <laughs> slash shark bait scene provided in the trailer. There, There is a little Britney Spears in that. Hmm. Um, now, if only she would get eaten by sharks, it'd be great. And, of course, finally, uh, two years ago, I don't know what happened. Why didn't they not give us a shark movie in 2012? Were they putting all their resources into this? I don't know. But in 2011, we got the uh, the last movie in the chain before Sharknado. And, of course, that's the aforementioned Swamp Shark. Um, now, though, this shark was just a regular killer shark, nothing prehistoric, nothing supernatural. Um, it does manage to decapitate a sheriff's deputy through a spectacular flying maneuver, according to this. And, um, and you will also appreciate the fact that Shomp, uh, Swamp Shark, um, their cast includes Christy Swanson, D.B. Sweeney, Robert Davi, or Davi, and in case you were wondering how long it was going to be before you saw this guy again, that's right, former uh, Boston Red Sox third baseman Wade Boggs. So you know this movie was in good hands. I feel bad for D.B. Sweeney. Did, did Wade Boggs play You don't himself? feel bad for Christy Swanson? She was the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Did, um, uh, did Wade Boggs play himself? And I also no starring idea. Wade Boggs Wade. As Wade Boggs. I always thought Wade Boggs was an oddball because I remember when I used to get uh, Sports Illustrated back in the 80s, they had a big article on Wade Boggs, and uh, he had this weird thing where he had to eat chicken for every dinner. It was, he had to eat chicken. Was that a superstition? Well, he had apparently his wife, uh, I guess so, but apparently his wife uh, was basically forced to learn like 87 different ways to make chicken because, hey, honey, what's for dinner? Chicken. You want a hamburger? Chicken. Can we order some pizza tonight? We've had chicken for the last... Um, Seven years. Yeah, uh, uh, 8,000 days. Chicken. 
want chicken. But hey, I guess that's how you have a 300 batting average, even if you're an oddball. Um, you know, it's odd to me that that uh, uh, that Mark Cuban and company have not leveraged uh, this this shark sci-fi phenomenon into some kind of wonderful corporate synergy uh, with the uh, uh, ABC show Shark Tank. How has <laughs> this not happened? You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? I I don't know. Frank, I beg you to watch Sharknado when it gets repeated. I will do everything within my power to see it because. Brad, this does sound right up my alley. What makes me sad is that if July 18th is the only time that this episode uh, ever gets repeated, uh, uh, the listeners, uh, this will have aired, what, like, this episode will hit a few days after July 18th? No. I hope Rift Tracks does something No, this is going to air on the the 14th. Oh, happy day. Yes. Wait a minute. No, you're an episode behind. You mean July or August? July? Because today is July 12th. Yeah. And, uh, and we've the got 3.30. We did last one where we talked about Pacific Rim, which was last week. Yeah. Oh, that's going to come out on the 14th. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 3, 3.30 is going to hit on the 15th. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then 3.31 will hit on the 22nd. My bad. So, sorry, people. Hope you caught it. My bad. Right. And well, there's no chance a sci-fi will ever show this movie again after July 22nd. So just forget it, people. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. You know, right. you know what I do? Wait for it to hit red box. Okay. That's what I do. Let's wrap this up. Or take Brad's advice and, uh, you know, wait with bated breath. Uh, you pre-order the Blu-ray. Blu-ray's going to come, yeah. I guarantee Pre-order it. I okay. totally am going to get it. And if you think I'm lying, then you don't know me. Maybe you'll get the, uh, the awesome uh, double feature on Blu-ray because they're clearly not going to need all that bandwidth uh, for this movie. So they might be able to fit maybe Atlantic Rim and Sharknado on the same disc. It's How your turn to pick be? a song, William. Oh, uh, what do you got oh, for us? Man, why are you doing this to I me? I told you right now? this yeah, morning. Yeah, you told me that like three hours ago. No, and this I haven't morning, thought about it once since then. This morning, when I we haven't were thought about it once. So, getting our tickets for all right. We'll tell Pacific tell Frank to rim. talk about God knows what for a few minutes while I. I'm gonna. It's gonna take some okay. consideration. Well, uh, since I've been given the floor, um, we can always pause and mm-hmm. edit. That's that's a good point. I wanted to talk about Jesus, Frank. but okay. Go ahead. <laughs> He's a great guy. Very strong. Okay. Um, lives up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Has a very nice golf cart. Yeah. I talk to him every day. Keep Good. going. He has a, co- a golf cart? Is that yeah. what you said? Golf saying? cart. Wow. wow. That is also a boat, I assume. This is all my presumptions. If there's anybody you're going to presume or <laughs> assume about... Probably shouldn't be Jesus. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Jesus. Hmm. That's me trying to be flippant. Let's see. Though, uh, you know, while, while Bill find, finds his song, Brad, what have you thought of this summer's movies, batch of movies? You know, I've been kind of disappointed, yeah. you know, in in a general sense. Um, it, hasn't, it hasn't really felt like a blockbuster uh, summer. Really? Yeah. It seems like the blockbusters are coming out so fast you don't have time to breathe. Yeah, well, but I, I haven't been blown away by these so-called blockbusters. Well, there you go. I think that's yeah. it. It's like the they <laughs> they build you up for like here are some great movies coming out and they just they're just buttoned. They're not they're not they're not doing homers. They're not getting you excited about it. I honestly think it has something to do with the uh, the the density of these tentpole movies because you don't have time to digest them. 
you watch a movie on Friday and you talk about it for a couple of days, and all of a sudden next Friday, well, here's the next summer tentpole blockbuster. It's like you don't have time to to let these things marinate. I, you know, I think some of it has to do with with uh, with our age as we get older. At least with me, I start to get very kind of annoyed with plots that I have seen over and over again, and it's it it becomes harder for me to really become impressed by something. So you got your song. Um, um, gosh, I just yeah, I'm I'm completely torn onto what I what I should play. I, I, honestly, I try to I try to have something that uh, means something. And right now, I just got to, there's a bunch of songs here that are, they're cool, but uh, I don't know what I should play. So uh, how about I'll pick this almost randomly, and then I'll hate myself for the next uh, three weeks as I think to myself, dude, I absolutely should have played that song, not this one. So. Uh, you ready? If you want a bumper sticker, let me know. Okay. at gmail.com. If yep. you want to participate in the authoring of the corporate letter, please let us know. Put corporate letter in the subject line of an email and send it to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Yep. By the way, uh, so this song is a... Uh, <coughs> this song is uh, the classic rock of uh, hip-hop here. Done in 1997, one of the few songs, one of the one of the few good bits of hip hop that came out in the late 90s. Uh, hip hop uh, obviously was born around 1980, and um, up into the very early 90s, it reached a zenith as uh, Dre and N.W.A. and Ice Cube and Snoop uh, made the scene explode. You had plenty of uh, rappers at that point, uh, L. Cool J, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That uh, really brought off the map. And, of course, my all-time favorite, Tribe Called Quest. Um, but then I think uh, about the mid-'90s, uh, I don't know if it was a reaction to grunge or not, but uh, it really fell off the map. And I think it maybe they just it had gotten over um, the hump of the initial reaction. Uh, I think you also started to have a lot of uh, um, a lot of the hip-hop artists started having major problems with sampling, uh, the, the legal issues behind sampling. To the point where these days you don't really hear samples of other records used in music, whereas back uh, uh, 20 years ago or so, um, hip-hop especially uh, was based on samples of old records and uh, due to licensing and laws and stuff like that, it became too expensive uh, for them to uh, use uh, actual old samples. So they have started making themselves. Anyway, uh, with that out of the way, uh, this is from 1997. This is by, yes, you guessed it. This is by Camp Lowe off the Uptown Saturday Night album. Please enjoy. I know I do. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The GK Vons and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus in the Vega and get lit, what? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dark Walk through my heaven with levitation from Reefers, Trench, and Divas, and Eve Seven Show Boatin' with Rugas, Flash Vines, Belafonte Digger. Let's get forward this birth as we confiscate your figures. Chasing over Brown, levitating Jeeky and Dashiki's the Lahada car. 54 chasing diamond runners, headed ice band. The big chiller diamond convention, Harlem Buck Strut, Freezing World Heights, Hollywood, Madam Butterfly. Let me in your house, a pleasure from the Knuckle Swatch. Shadow boxes catching black eye blue. I play the thief, what? 
heart. Sensations at the Monty Bar, we stream the Chiba. Fulfilling pleasures in my castle, blow the smoke out. The gods of Vegas substitutes when the Dutch is gone. The load don't stop, give me shouts. It's the season, Sartayas. Two players for swerving, no corners. We magnets to moolah. Living with Charlie's angels on us, no smiling, we're sliding. That gets you caught up in the octa or dead there for moving. It's just like that as we proceed. Saturday night special, better take it light. You jack jack, you're a capitan. Quest to the coast, the key logo, wire the chain gang. Keep your ears out for Roy Ayers. Sip the fountain blue, house of bamboo, paradise. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Jiki Vaz and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the cork and see the Vega and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Jiki Vaz and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the cork and see the Vega and get lit, what? 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 Falling sparrows, courtesies of Black Caesar that convince us silky days, satin nights, taking flight down the wall. Sweet sensation, Spanish flying with the lady star face. Bottoms up, sunshine, love pushing the banana. And we from the magic city, transcendent, sweeter on your aura. Fontini in London, relaxation in Bora Bora. Got notion to bring it, sing it. Never been my function, stoning, robbing. We heisting merchandise and gunning. Love it, leave it. But bless the war chief on his pricing. Get it, got it. The low will forever be nice and The sunny Chiba, he be sipping on my red duh. They get you gracious, he be sipping on my red duh. We flip the trash, stay draped in the satin vines. This coolie hijack pack from the sugar shack. Then what we do after we sip the armor red duh? We start the Harlem River quiver, thinking sweet daddy. Chopping the crimson blade, high Sierra serenade. Anatomy for seduction, be this yeah, ebony as junction. Exit the place with grace. Just the armor matter, the bursting of clouds, it pours. Everything seems better on flats with love. We move. Only in the mess, it's slow, it's life, and we can't get enough yeah, of this. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Jiki Vons and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the cork and see the Vega and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Jiki Vons and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the cork and see the Vega and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what?